Welcome to Money with Jules LM from Catalyst Plus. This podcast is for the entrepreneur who is tired of working 60 hours per week in their business and who wants to spend more time enjoying life with their family and friends. This is episode three, earning money. Welcome back. It is so exciting to be here and thank you to everybody that has given me some feedback about our Money with Jules podcast that I've been doing. So last week we talked about creating financial wealth and the definition of wealth and the four-step process and I've had a few people ask me to go a little bit deeper. So the first step of your financial wealth program is to do um, is to earn money. And then the second step is to save money. The third step is to invest. And then the fourth step is to enjoy. Right. So the this is what I call the happy money cycle, but it is also the wealth creation cycle and the financial wealth creation cycle. Um, the other thing that I've, I want to be really clear about is this financial wealth creation cycle must be done in sequential order. So, so many people will go out and spend the money and enjoy it prior to earning your money. So, um, and, and then that just gets you into a vicious cycle because everything you earn, you're paying back somebody else. So this week we're going to talk about the very first step and a lot of you will be going, Jules, come on, I already know how to earn money, right? Um, But what I want to do in this particular podcast is actually challenge you on how you're earning your money. Now, what I mean by this is you have two options available to you, right? You can earn your money through salary and wages, or you can earn your money when you're starting out at least um, by creating a business. Down the track, you will be able to earn money through investing it. So the money will do the work while you're asleep. Um, But first up, the first two choices you have is essentially through your employment or through a business. Now, The thing that you need to look out for in both of these options is how you're earning your money. Now, let's look at a salary and wage earner, for example. I was having a conversation with um, a teenager just recently and she was looking for her very first job and it was the most exciting thing ever for me to get involved in this, right? So what I did was I sat down and I said, okay, um, let's have a look at all the options of the work that you want to do. And she was like, I just want to work in hospitality. That would be a really easy way for me to earn some extra pocket money. And I went, you beauty, that's great. Why don't you um, have a look at the different kinds of awards that relate to that particular industry? 
And then, um, so what we did was we looked at the fast food industry award, the restaurant award, and um, I think there's like a cafe award as well. We looked at all three and we realized that um, quite quickly that at her junior casual rate, that doing the exact same work in both a cafe and in the fast food industry, she would be a lot better paid in a normal cafe rather than going into fast food. But then I said, well, what about the retail industry? Let's have a look at that. I know it wasn't on your list, but let's have a look at their rates for your age group. And that was slightly better even still than for her to work in a cafe. So then we were able to start looking at, well, hang on a second. There's still some retail work that she might be able to do. Same hours of work, pretty much similar kind of thing that she would be doing. Um, and she would be getting slightly paid a little bit more, only a little bit, but every single bit counts. So that's what I mean by having a look at the work that you're going to do and, and what your pay rate is going to be for you starting out in, um, in a lot of the, uh, industries that have an award, you want to be looking at those awards and seeing, um, those, those things. Where do you find the pay rates? So the easy part is to go over to fairwork.gov.au and, um, and search for the pay scales. So, um, what I generally do <laughs> to make it easier is I go into Google and I search fair work, Australia pay rate for, and then whichever award that I'm looking for. So the restaurant award or the electrician award, the, um, the fast food award, whatever it is that the work that you'll be doing is kind of there. And then generally speaking, it will take you to that pay rate. On the fairwork.gov.au website, um, you can also get it to search the right award for you. So you say what type of work I'm doing, what kind of um, um, industry it is, and then it gives you a list of the best available. Um, and then once you know what award you're looking for, you again go back to Google because it's easier um, and ask for the pay rates for that award. Now, word of warning. There is a commercial website called fairwork.com.au. That is not where we're going. We're going to the government website because that information is always up to date and it's free, right? So that's what you're doing. Um, if you are a junior person, if you're under the age of 18, you need to make sure you're looking at your relevant age group as well. Okay. So that is how you can start looking at the kind of money you can earn. The other thing that you can do if you're looking to have a job is then start going, okay, well, I've 
had my first job, I've done this study and I figured out how to earn money, a little bit more money for similar work, um, depending on the industry I'm working on. So then you can start looking at, well, when I want to create my career, what kind of career pays me good money for the, the skill set? the skill set that I can get. Now, this is important when you're looking for a university degree as well. Um, so all of you HSE people that I know in my world now, um, this is a very good podcast for you to listen to. Have a look at the kind of things that you really enjoy doing and see if there's something that is um, really like ultimately better paying for you when you finish your uni. Um, now again, we all know that you still want to do something that you love and you thrive in. And I know growing up, I had so many ideas of what it is that I wanted to do. And the main driving force for why I became an accountant was a really interesting conversation that I had with an older person at the time, um, who said, well, Jules, you know, here's the thing. Um, everybody needs an accountant, a lawyer and a doctor. And you're really good at maths and you're really good with spreadsheets. And maybe you have a look at being an accountant because at the time I was looking at, well, maybe I'll be a computer programmer or um, something like that. And I wasn't, and, and it was a real new industry at that stage. So it was um, unusual. And to be honest, I wasn't that geeky. And <laughs> this person was thought that I should be a little bit more exciting um, with a career. And they also said to me, those three industries are the only industries that generally speaking, um, you can travel with there any, because everybody needs one and they generally use similar kind of processes throughout the world, then you can travel. So for me, traveling and exploring, I grew up in a little town on the mid North coast of New South Wales. Um, I wanted to travel. I wanted to see the world and, um, that's how I went down that track. I was like, right, okay, well, give me something that I can do anywhere in the world and I can earn money and make a living. And at that point for me, I knew that it was important. And then voila, I'm an accountant. So that's um, how you can probably go down the track of figuring out what kind of industry you want to be in, what how you want to earn money and how you can find money that is um, easy to earn. So as a salary and wage earner, right? So you want to be working in industries that always need you and never going to go out of, out of business generally. Um, so your long-term job um, capacity is great. And there's also enough variety in the things that you're really good at and that you thrive in. Now, when you talk about business owners, okay, so, so creating your own business or creating a side hustle as um, Barefoot likes to talk about it, Scott Pape, um, he calls it a side hustle. Um, when you're talking about creating income as a business owner, 
I just want to really point out a few things that that I really notice with a lot of my clients. A lot of people start out in business and they have really big goals. The first one is to earn $100,000 in turnover, in sales. Um, and then thereafter, it's 500000 And then thereafter, it's a million. And then the millions just keep growing, right? And I oftentimes say to people, well, hang on a second. That's really great that you've got this big turnover or sales target. What's it all for? Why, why do you have this target? What are you doing for earning this money, right? Now, the reason why I ask this question is oftentimes I've seen businesses that might have really big turnover, like four or five million dollars of turnover, but their profit is next to nothing. It's maybe a hundred grand. Sometimes it's a loss. And then I have other business owners who have 200 grand turnover and they've got a hundred grand profit. Now, creating a business that's 4 million in turnover with a profit of a hundred grand is a lot more complex and a lot more stressful than a 200 grand business with a hundred grand profit, right? So they've got the same profit, but very small income. The reason why this often occurs is in order to generate the really high turnover, they need a lot of employees who need to take annual leave. They have a lot of um, overheads. Um, they need a, a big shed or a, a big rental property. They need a lot of um, operating expenses to go to, to make everything work because it's much bigger. And they often as well have really high purchase, um, like direct materials or direct costs related to that overall income that they're bringing in. Smaller businesses generally can operate with a lot less infrastructure and a lot less cost and therefore generate a much higher profit. So my question when you're going for earning money is, well, hang on a second. Are you making profitable money? Are you earning profitable money? The other way that you can look at it is as a business owner is what work is or what income is easier to earn and has a higher margin or a higher um, revenue to cost ratio um, than somebody like some other work. So for example, um, you might have an industry that has a lot of low value, high volume work um, or products to sell. The high, um, the low value generally also means that there's a, a lot less profit in it and, um, and it might not be as profitable for doing something that is lower volume, higher value. So higher profit value, meaning the revenue less cost ratio is, is much higher. 
when you're earning in that capacity, your profits generally are more as well. So as a business owner, it's not the revenue that I'm um, that I look at when you're earning right in in this section of your financial wealth creation. It is your profit percentage that I'm looking at when I'm talking to you about your earning capacity, your earning um, through the business. Because at the end of the day, we want to be making as much profit, clearing as much profit as we possibly can. Sometimes it actually means simplifying in order to amplify. So going back to the 200 grand business owner, I have one particular client who was going down the track of having like a million dollars in turnover and he, um, he couldn't sleep at night, right? So he had all these employees, he was working really hard, he needed to make sure that he was bringing the income in and the work so that he could pay the employees um, his wife had a baby. He was spending more time in the business than he was at home. And we sat down and really looked at what it is that he wanted to create. And at that point, we were able to identify all the highly profitable clients that he had and that he could service that with maybe one employee, two at most. Um, that would halve his employee employee count. Um, and it would also mean that his profits would be as high as when he was earning almost a million dollars in sales. So for that, that, um, that meant that he could increase his own wage um, and work less hours, have more time with his family, and that was exactly where he needed to be at that time of his business. When and and sometimes making those decisions are really counterintuitive. It doesn't make sense to you know the the normal world to um, say okay this these particular clients. I'm really sorry, I can't service you anymore. It doesn't make any sense to do that. However. Sometimes it works with your business goals, it works with your earning capacity, and it's a lot stress-free. So um, that's <laughs> I'm I'm all about earning money, but I'm also all about creating a sustainable, stress-free life. The third thing you want to look at with your business is making sure that you're creating a business that is more of a pipeline than hauling buckets. Now, this is an analogy that is um, quite regularly used by a lot of business um, books and you can um, you can research it on Google. So, um, and there's a lot of little videos about it. But essentially what it's talking about is, um, are you creating a business that requires a lot of touch points, requires you to be doing a lot of doing. And what I mean by that is um, you might have a high volume of things that you have to keep creating widgets for or create um, doing 
um, particular things that, you know, as and when your clients request it to you. That is called hauling buckets. A pipeline, however, is creating a business that once you build the pipeline, once you build the um, the um, the resource for your customers, they just keep they just keep using it, and it requires hardly any effort on your part. So, an example of a pipeline business would be um, an electricity provider. So they build the infrastructure, they just need to maintain the infrastructure. But as soon as somebody switches a, a light in, they start earning income, right? So that doesn't actually require people to make electricity every single moment um, in in that regard, in terms of the, the person that's that's taking that um, that job. So yeah, that's building a bucket or a pipeline. And maybe that's another podcast. Let me know if you want to hear more about that and I'll go into more detail. But in the meantime, I think we're pretty close to wrapping up this podcast. Hopefully it has been a lot of assistance to you to understand the different methodologies of earning money. I'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye. If this podcast was of use to you, come on over to moneywithjewels.com.au and leave a review on Apple iTunes.